0: Nostalgia is a thing we talk about on this show every so often. Okay, maybe a little more frequently than that, but you get it. So when September rolls around, it's hard not to start feeling like it's iPhone Christmas Eve and invites going out, however cryptically, the journalistic world descends on Cupertino and the next thing you know, there's a new iPhone. And then, well, normally you get to wait days or longer to pre-order it. And then tragically you get to wait days or longer for it to arrive. You'd be forgiven for wondering, what the heck is there to be nostalgic for here? It sounds like four to six weeks of pent-up consumer demand followed by a year-long cycle of equal parts loving and dissecting a piece of metal, glass, and silicon until it's, well, time to shell out and buy yet another one not too many months later. But this, this is exactly why we do it. The iPhone has become one of those cornerstones, a more or less fixed place in time and space, a point of origin for the technology cycle to revolve around. Yes, there are so many other events from countless brands, but few carry such a broad impact on the consumer attention span. It's not just tech journalists and gadget nerds that know it's iPhone week, everybody knows it. And that creates a moment that's actually special, dare I say a little bit magical, and in the end, one I become nostalgic for when it's come and gone. So back to the matter at hand, the day has come, And now it's time to dive all the way in on Apple's Wanderlust iPhone event, 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce.
1: I'm Eric Sargent.
2: And I'm Cody Toscano.
0: And the whole band is back together this week, uh, midweek, no less, because as Eric and I alluded to, at length in last week's Normal Friday episode, it's it's time it's season this is this is the beginning of the end um weeks of just continuous event event happenings event coverage this one though this is apple um this is the iphone event this is there have been tech events longer than there have been iphones like let's just get that out of the way right now Mm -hmm. there's been apple events longer than there's been iphones for a long time but the apple announcement event the iphone announcement events i feel like in the consumer public eye have changed the broader perception of what these events mean from a news cycle perspective. Like sure. There have been plenty of contributors, but I do feel like the iPhone specifically has contributed to the longer term trend of those going from being industry facing events to we're going to tell the world about this new product that we have because they all want it right now. Mm-hmm. They don't want to wait for the maker of the widget to tell the companies that sell the widget about it, to then put it on a store shelf for someone to find out about it during a Super Bowl ad, then maybe go buy it that weekend. This is the world is watching. The industry is watching. The media is watching. And then as we're going to cover more detail as recently, or as as soon as yesterday, up to in a few days now, people will just start whipping cards out of their pockets to order these devices and And get them in their hands as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So that's, That happens much wider than Apple today. But I do feel that Apple and the iPhone more specifically created that cultural moment that's now been with us for well over a decade.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think before the iPhone, really, there wasn't, there was like diehard Blackberry people, I suppose. But sure, you weren't really tied into a device so much. At that point, it was because they all just kind of ran some generic yeah. Android or, you know, Nokia OS or whatever it was when you were typing on it. There wasn't really, you weren't really tied into it any kind of system. And when Apple came out, everybody kind of got tied into their infrastructure, especially after the App Store and
0: everything launched. Yep. So,
1: yeah, it definitely became a thing that everybody looked forward to because they wanted to see what they were going to keep spending their money on.
0: Well, I'm just going to pre-pod for a quick second because the other thing we're going to cover in a few different places of this is that annualized expectation is the ultimate double-edged sword for Apple. Because let's not miss the point. It powers one of the most incredible sales engines on planet Earth. Yeah. The okay. iPhone by itself is one of the – if you treated the iPhone as a company, it is one of the most successful companies on on the planet and in history that's just mm-hmm. just by itself yeah. and that annual cycle drives that company as it were and of course by extension apple itself um but it's also built the need to have something to talk about every 12 months yeah. and have something to put out every year and there have been snoozers there have been tectonic shifts um I don't want a pre-pre-pre pod, pre, but I think this one firmly sits in the middle and in some not obvious ways. The event, Eric, I'm gonna turn it over to you because you watched it end to end. Um let's just say I'm not talking about the event itself when I say there there are some exceptions to that. But uh um, right. with no, no w- with no further ado, maybe we should just talk about the event we came here to talk about.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it was to to me, there were a couple of small moments where I went, Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But there was, that's it. Like I didn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't ecstatic about anything that was announced. And and we've talked about it in the past lately. Apple's new stuff has been more about bringing in the fun or bringing in ease of use or convenience, you know, Mm convenience is all like, it's just, there isn't anything spectacular or stand out here. It's a, there's some new chips that get announced. There's some camera stuff, you know, like, okay, it's all neat, but none right. of it was revolutionary in any stretch of the imagination. It wasn't
2: the so, iPhone 3 to the 4 or something like that. Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Cody, it's so funny you say that. Because when I think about these events, I think I've told this story in another way on the show before. One of my most vivid Apple event memories, and this is before Antenna Gate and all that nonsense. <laughs> but <Yep. laughs> I just I vividly remember it was the day the iPhone 4s were supposed to start arriving. And um, we just... So it was... That was the first fall after we graduated college. So I was back, back, back home. You know, getting, getting set back up here and starting the business and blah, blah, blah. But I visited one of my dearest, dearest friends from college, calling me the day that the phones were supposed to start. Around. And he's just like, "His, that's what it is. His had gotten there that morning. Like mm. my UPS guy was coming late. His FedEx guy got there early. So the." <laughs> So he got his got his before, me and he called and just the Eric, you were you use the word ecstatic. He was so excited because that phone was yeah. you just won't believe. Like I put it in my pocket and it's like it disappears, and it's just because right. it was you know thinner yeah. than the three GS and yeah. it had the build quality and the screen and just everything else. The, the camera, well, everything about every measurable thing about that phone was a direct improvement from the phone that came before it, every yeah. single one and I want to stop jumping all the way to the iPhones. There's actually several things we yeah. need to touch on before we get to it. Yeah. But I, for me, while well, since we're on this topic already, the story of this iPhone, at least what I want to make the story of this iPhone is let's do that. Let's measure. And I don't mean for the next three hours, but at its high points, I'm, I'm holding an iPhone 14 pro max right here. Viewers. You can't see it. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how many things did change sure. from last year and they may not be as visually striking or as day-to-day game-changing on the box mm-hmm. as that iPhone 4 was to its 3GS and coding. I'm so glad you, you mentioned that one specifically. Um, I, as you know, I spent a lot of time last night thinking about this because due to some other conflicts, I had to follow the event even farther from afar than usual. So I, I, I of course was seeing the news and and absorbing the news as it came in, but I got to spend my time with the event several hours after it happened, even several hours after I knew the high points of what took place. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it took, and I I think I absorbed a different way as a result. So I just thought we'd unpack that a little bit as we go. But um, you know, you guys both, Cody and Eric, both of you guys got to see the event as it was happening. So I just figured as we try to do with these timeline order made the most yeah. sense to me, <laughs> you know, Apple walked in with a lineup that was also to continue to beat a little bit of a theme here, a little bit sparse, like yeah, even, yeah. even, even the gross total of things that made up that lineup, I felt yeah. were a little sparse compared to some of the other more dense events that Apple too, but definitely some of their competition likes to do. Um, mm-hmm. you know, We picked fun at Amazon who's going to roll up with a literal Amazon truck full of announcements here in a couple of weeks. And yeah. those are never Apple style. Mm-hmm. But even for Apple, this felt like the sum total of everything announced was... The taffy yeah. was stretched a little bit more to fill the runtime, maybe. Right. Yeah, and they kind so, of
2: said that off the bat. They're like, this is just, they're like, this is the watch of the iPhone event. We're like, oh, Yeah, okay. they kind, kind of led in, in with it. Like, we're path. not yeah. Kind of, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But they, so they started, I mean, I guess we start with timeline order, right? They started with the Series 9 Apple Watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, the improvements to it, I'll just rattle down them real quick. They put a new processor in there mm-hmm. that has a new yep. U2 wireless chip. As well as, you know, the, the regular system on chip improvements that they that they put in there
0: and a brighter screen. That's it. I lose my stuff as <laughs> often screen. or more often than anyone else except for maybe Cody. <laughs> yep. Because if you don't tie <laughs> things to Cody's body, he will misplace them. So point. Cody, I'm so uh, Cody, I'm going to ask you. When was the last time you used the U-chips? and like, When was the last time you so egregiously lost one of your Apple devices, you needed to use one of your other Apple devices to locate it? And I know there is utility for these things. Please don't email totally. me. I know I'm going to say this, and this week I'm going to need to use some combination of these things to find one of my very expensive devices. But I just... They find a way to make a big deal out of this every single mm-hmm. event, and it might be the only feature I've never used outside of a lab.
2: Yeah, it's usually like I'm on the couch. Where did my phone go? Beep 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 beep. And then you and go then to, you like, find it. it. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to use the wayfinder to <laughs> yeah. to
1: lead you to it whether you're you know, you're getting warmer, getting colder situation that they built into it.
2: Yeah, personally, I don't. I haven't had to like use that type of feature. <laughs> Too often, you know?
1: So yeah. So even the guy who loses stuff hasn't had to actually use the features that they're touting <laughs> as revolutionary on their new phones, so or their new watches. So
0: And I will say I use find my to your point, Cody. I don't even mean from right. the beep beep beep. Like I carry enough devices around. I very frequently will leave one sitting on, say, my desk at the office. Mm-hmm. And I get to do that immediate oh crap moment is it on my desk at the office or is it at the chinese restaurant that i hit for lunch on the way back from the office mm-hmm. and then i so i use find my just to let myself yeah. sleep at night because i just want to know okay Before that device is somewhere time. i can go get it tomorrow but like if i know it's in the same building as me typically it's in two or three places yeah. yep. so anyway i'm not going to continue to beat that one
2: and that was the s9 chip i think that they had.
0: yeah the right? s9, the s9 sip and
1: yep. And the the big thing that they talked about was I thought was the interesting thing, but it's such a tiny thing, which is they they very leaned heavily into it in their vision pro event where they were showing how easy the, the hand gestures were to navigate double tap your, yep. your vision pro and all that kind of stuff. And it feels like they're trying to bring that like into the real world or maybe do it in a way that can integrate it. So you can, so they'll actually be able to detect it even easier for people who use the vision pro and an Apple watch. Like they're going to start trying to integrate this stuff, but they've introduced this double tap where you can tap your fingers together twice and it will do the primary function of whatever app you're in, whatever app is active Mm -hmm. on the watch. So you can double tap your fingers together and start and stop timers. Or if someone's
0: calling you, you can double tap your fingers to answer the phone. that kind of stuff. I think it's It's a gimmick. i'm going to pre-apologize for the for the next 120 to 180 seconds probably more (sighs) this is one and and people can get mad at me all they want this 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 one thing sheep's clothing was apple at its finest yeah i believe this and here's three re i'm going to try to keep it to three reasons why okay um you can tell I had too much time last night to think about all this. Now, um, specifically to, to the Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2, we're going to talk about in a second, this inclusion of Double Tap is genuinely brilliant mm-hmm. for a few reasons. One, they are going to collect so much data about how people use that functionality. And I don't even mean how they use it to interact with their device. I mean the actual analytics about... Because what they're... Unlike the digital crown that they like to pretend was the invention of some kind of new, like, interactive layer, mm-hmm. come on, guys. Yeah. This is a new way of interacting with a computer. It really is. Mm-hmm. They are going to be able to gain so much telemetry about how people's wrists, how how people's hands, where their fingers most commonly connect. They're going to be able to start gathering data about false positives versus when did they intend to do it. They are going to be able to refine a product that hasn't even come out yet by including one of its most important control surfaces in a device that's going to be on millions of people's wrists in the next 30 days.
2: Yeah, I think they that, said it. That's brilliant. It tracks it by blood vessels, right? Constricting yep. in your hand. Like that's
0: yep. really cool. And they're using the accelerometer and like they're using, because these devices are so jam packed with sensors. Yep. So not just Apple spatial computing, company, but just computing in general we've spent the last decade really closer to two chasing like the perfect peripherals, right? Mm -hmm. And really, I do believe to get a little bit minority report about this for a second. There is a whole component of interacting with technology that we have continued to miss the boat on where we don't need to strap another device to you or I'm obviously this, you literally do in this case, it's a watch. But I mean, another peripheral, another shaped mouse, another goofy keyboard, like, give us more ways to interact with these devices fluidly as human beings that exist in a three dimensional space. Mm-hmm. And this is like a teeny tiny example of that, but getting it out in a device that people are going to autom- just gonna go get by default. People are just gonna go get Apple Watches because they get Apple Watches. So they're gonna introduce this feature into the wild months before the device it was actually made for is going to exist. They're gonna gather that telemetry, but then, fast forwarding another year or two when people can maybe possibly start affording whatever future version of the vision pro is going to be. I don't believe this is going to be the last iteration of an interactive layer. That's meant for the vision. Pro is going to find its way into other Apple devices because they're going to normalize those interactions with their own user base before the product ever arrives. So they're dulling the friction Mm -hmm. of people putting on and using these things for the first time months if not years before they'll ever touch one and that is just that's the walled garden that's vertical integration that's all the Mm -hmm. things we hate at the same time it's apple at its finest that's freaking brilliant so i
2: think it solved like an issue that i had with my watch was exactly what they said you know when your hands are full you could just like it just makes that quality of life is just so much nicer um Mm -hmm. yep you know and uh like you said i think They're smart to pair it with the S9 chip, right? So you need the new watch to do it and all those things. I think that definitely helps bring everything forward. And um, yeah, I think it's definitely, like you said, I think at the last Apple event, Eric, like uh, uh, even though we're getting new hardware, a lot of this is like quality of life, like making you use your device easier, um, whichever you like.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I got, I have a couple of galaxy brain, you know, things (laughs) that I was thinking about. Do it. So one, I'm well, actually, a few of them. One, I wonder how long it's gonna be before these interactions um, find their way into Mac OS. Mm-hmm. So, sure. like we're gonna be able to I'll be able to double tap on my hand and and interact with my computer with whatever app is active on my computer because your Mac is
0: talking to your watch. right
1: yeah, exactly. Yes. they're all everything's connected in there. And so, you know, it'd be interesting about that. I wonder how long it's gonna be before they sell a two hundred dollars peripheral that goes on your other wrist so that you have two sure. hands to interact. Oh. And then you can, you know, like, it's not a full watch, but you can put it on it's on the other strap. wrist, and then yep. you can now, it, it's basically like, you know, holding the PlayStation controllers or the, um, you know, the Quest controllers in your hands, but it's all through blood vessels and other sensors. Oh, I could see a wrist
0: strap. I could see a ring of some kind. Again, there's so many ways to introduce these interaction layers that don't involve, like I said, another keyboard, another mouse, another chunk of plastic to plug in on my desk. Like there are ways, and again, Apple is positioned to do this because they own the computer you're using, they own the phone in your pocket, and they own the device that's strapped to your wrist. And that is simultaneously the reason that many, many people for some good reasons, do not like or trust them. And right. it's equal parts of the reasons why they can do any of these things, these things in the first place, because they do own all those experiences. Yeah.
2: For sure. And I think just like you said, John, like they know everyone's gonna be using it. And they even said in the thing, like, we think everyone is gonna use this every day. Like, so that data they're gonna be able to capture. I think yep. we're right on that. Like like and I will
0: say crazy crazy there's crazy. there's no way they want I mean this is one of those things where it's slam dunk right like who isn't going unless you don't know it's there like this is more of an education right. thing than anything yeah. else who isn't going to want an, a way to quickly dismiss an alert it's the alarm one more than anything when the freaking alarm goes yeah. off on your wrist and you're inevitably carrying four grocery bags yep. like and I <laughs> raise your hands people in the audience who's used their nose to silence something on their watch i have oh yeah i usually (laughs) i usually bring my wrist up like this and press it with my lip like oh yeah that's a good one i
1: press the digital crown in with my lip to silence it so yeah i mean i'll definitely use that for sure i i'm that being said i just you know not recently but relatively recently just got the first generation apple watch ultra ultra so it's new to me still it's relatively new to me i'm not going to be upgrading we'll pivot into that one it's the same basically True. the same upgrades. It, yes. You know, they didn't add anything new to the ultra. Same chassis. Yeah.
0: Yep. Same chassis. New, new, new SIP, so new chip. Um, I will say because this bridges the, the series nine to the ultra two. Um, both got because and this is always meaningful to John. We've covered this right. on the show how many times. Both it. got relatively dramatic screen upgrades. And yeah. I mean specifically brightness. So not fidelity, not resolution not refresh rate specifically brightness the series 9 is now 2000 nits of brightness which is double which is double yeah. and the ultra now gets up to 3000 nits of brightness which is the uh, in apple's words the brightest display they've ever shipped on a device um that is for a device that is meant to use outdoors, when you're active, when you're biking, when you're hiking, when you're doing whatever, or in the case of me and my abhorrible, you know, uh, exercise regimen when I'm walking to the car. um, No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that brightness is obviously huge when you're using a device that is, something that's on your body, on your person that you're using all hours of the day, up to and including out in direct sunlight. There are few other devices that are more meaningfully impacted by that brightness, especially that it's meant to be glanceable. You're in the parking lot. It's a cloudless day, a billion degrees in Southwest Florida. And you just need to be able to see what the email was that came through on your watch while you're holding those four things of groceries and hoping not to have to use your nose to silence the alert. Um, That being actually glanceable because you can actually read the screen in more or less direct sunlight. That's a, going back to, it's a almost teeny tiny apple didn't make anything teeny tiny about it because they had nothing else to talk about right but if you if you treated this event as a spec sheet it would be one that you wouldn't be remiss for maybe glossing over without realizing a a day-to-day real-world use situation those are meaningful changes on both of those devices for the people that are going to be using them
1: yeah and especially you know no change in price for for the yep. I mean the ultra they better not raise it anymore. But for the <laughs> um, for the the regular you know series nine watch not yeah. changing the, you know it it got meaningful speed bumps meaningful battery life meaningful brightness out of it and no change which is nice that they didn't you know because obviously their margins probably so huge on those things that they don't need to raise the
0: price yet. But um, I did see that Apple also touted going back to I am not downplaying the importance of this, but I think. In the overarching theme of looking for things to talk about at length, even, um, Apple rang the bell pretty hard on the watch being allegedly. I've already read yeah. some interesting takes on this. Um, not saying that being necessarily being disingenuous, but maybe being kind with their own numbers, maybe. Um, with the watch being their first carbon neutral product, yeah, yes. and that having impacts not only on the device itself, but on the accessories available mm-hmm. for it also. And, uh, Eric, as I understand it, again, from the event itself, Apple went wide with how they talked about this a little bit. They they really,
1: really did. So, first of all, I knew that it was going to be a very feature light event when they leaned so heavily during the watch announcements into all of the environmental stuff. They always talk about the environmental stuff. They do. That is not new. You are correct. They would not stop talking about the environmental stuff during this one. I, I really think that a full probably, you know, 40 to 50% of the event was spent talking about the environmental impacts rather than the actual devices themselves. That's one thing. Talking about it when they're standing up in front of you in the talking head moment like they always do for all the devices, that's one thing. But apparently Apple has decided that they're also SNL, and they decided to do a skit in the middle of it where they hired academy award winner octavia spencer yes. to play mother earth to come in and grill tim and his team about their advances in environmental protections with right. their devices and how she's so annoyed with all these companies promising empty promises and all this kind of stuff and they tout they just roll off their tongue all of these amazing things that they've done to make themselves carbon neutral and the packaging fiber packaging all the things and that the they're doing and, the electricity. and yeah. it first of all fell super flat because it wasn't funny. Mm-hmm. Um it you know it was just awkward
0: and the, the word you used to me on the phone yesterday after the event was cringe. Yes, yeah. it was very cringe. Mm-hmm.
1: And then they and I and I mentioned it to Cody during the event too, like I know what they were going for. Okay. They were trying to make it look like it was an episode of The Office, but the camera work was so shaky, it looked horrible. And I just said to Cody, I was like, they can afford all of this. They can afford Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer, but they can't give their cameraman a steady cam for their iPhone you know filled with it, iPhone. <laughs> $99 guys for uh, you know like you can get it right on Amazon it will be there next day and you plug your iPhone in there perfectly steady no shakiness at all well, and you know? to your
0: point I'm sure a lot of that was you know intentionally going for yeah. a look that they, they didn't were going for a off. look and they but the irony off. of that followed by some of the features we're going to talk about on the new iPhone really exactly. just makes the shakiness that's the like, thing Even louder, in my opinion. Exactly. So it was just
1: it was just a very awkward skit, and it felt okay. Full disclosure: I was I'm a film guy. You know this. So growing up, I had a cable access TV show with a couple of friends in in school. When we were in middle school and high school, we did a cable access TV show that we thought was SNL for our generation. It was awful.
0: It was terrible, but we thought it was great at the time. That I still have an open hundred thousand dollar bounty right. for anyone who can deliver the tapes of that show. In case you're listening, so I have, so, um, I have just all of them let let under know. lock and key. So you're not going. Oh, play. I know you do. It's <laughs> but, a,
1: I want access to. Them. But it's um, it, it felt like that. It felt like a school project. You know, it just it yeah. felt very amateur and very simple and very you know like they they just. They needed a filler and they were like you know hey octavia spencer do you want a bunch of free apple stuff can you come in for a day and help <laughs> us film something real quick and that yeah. you know i don't know it was just it was it was real awkward so i was yeah. very happy when that's when that
0: skit was over <laughs> yeah. so yeah, like
2: all the eco stuff is good like it is it, no, it is these are all, all
0: good yeah. things but i i just think Here's, pretentious here's, is the word that's well, coming to well, mind. It's, it's, and it's not even just pretentious. It's everyone, and this is not an Apple pro- just. I shouldn't say it's not just an Apple problem. Everyone feels the need to talk about it in any in ways different than the products they're talking about. Talk to me about how you're making this product carbon neutral in the same way you tell me about the S nine chip, right? Yeah. It is a feature of the product. It deserves yeah. that level of importance. I don't need a skit. I don't need a shtick. I don't need, a, a, talk about it. Talk to us like adults. Right. Yeah, like talk to us. Way to, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me in a meaningful, serious way, we are taking this seriously. And here's what we're doing to improve as a company that has done its own fair share in destroying the planet. Yep. 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 And that's it. And then we've played our fair share by buying all the products that led you to do. Like we're all in this together, guys, on Mm -hmm. both ends. So let's stop talking about it like it's a puff piece Mm -hmm. and more like it's something that it, it is as important as any other spec on that sheet, if it's true. Right. And that's the other part. And I'm I'm not coming out of the gate calling them disingenuous, but I want to show me the math, show me where this is, because if it is true, I agree it is as important than every other aspect of those devices that they announced that day, treat it as such. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't use it as filler because you're running for time in your own pre-produced announcement (laughs) event. (laughs) Right. That you are controlling every aspect of because we can't even get you know get up the 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 intestinal fortitude to do live true live events anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah, became yeah. too easy for for them to do the you know, recorded. Sure, ones. but I mean, I, I've read some articles, and I'm sure you saw them too, John. About and and we'll get into it more when we get into the pro line. I wanted to talk about the materials mm-hmm. changes and things like that when we get to it. But before we do that, we the the first one up and the next you know yes. announcement is the. I just iPhone 15, no, straight not the, the pro, but just a straight iPhone 15. So I felt personally that this was a meaningful change. Yes, for someone, even someone who had last year's phone. Um, I not agree. pro, but la- last year's regular iPhone. If you
0: 14. have the iPhone 14, if you're a person that doesn't upgrade every two to three years, and you bought an iPhone 14, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> really, because the 14 yeah. itself was not a meaningful upgrade from the 13. It was an S year for the 14. It was yeah. an S year for the, This is Eric. You and I talked about it again on that same call. This was they took the 14 Pro, which mm-hmm. is I will die on that hill, a great phone, mm-hmm. cut the price nearly in half, and called it an iPhone and called it an iPhone 15, right. and, 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 chopped, the yeah, and yeah. chopped a camera off too, and chopped a camera off, but. And I'll leave that to you to talk about why the cameras that remain are still, again, meaningful upgrades for the people that buy non-pro iPhones. This is, if you have been holding out for a year, this is a, this is a great year to buy a regular iPhone because there are some changes here. that Again, they're not going to seem like, going back to my original point, they're not evolutionary or revolutionary changes for the iPhone family. But mm-hmm. it is huge. The value, the trickle down value, that's come from the pro line in one year's time down to the iPhone that so many people buy. Yep, and yeah, those I mean, features are there, and they're meaningful.
1: It's we're getting the OLED screen now on the base yep. level phone. Yeah. We're getting, um, you know, the sixty hertz. Violence, I do think it's important to point though. It is.
0: I, I will. I will. I won't let Apple get away with that though. It's sixty hertz, oh. and that's. Yeah. I will say that's frustrating. because like, you know it can is, do more. That's a software it's not, limitation. It's not a five hundred dollar phone. This is a what eight hundred dollar phone, right? Yep. Seven hundred dollar yep. phone. It, yep. it it is now table stakes to put one hundred and twenty hertz on your screens. Yep. It just is. So it I, could do, have I don't want to let them
1: ninety.
0: Sure, or not. Yeah. I, just, I, <laughs> I just I just don't want them to just get. I get it. Apple dies on having the spec that gets you to the next one up the price sheet cool but 60 60 hertz is the new 64 gigabytes for yes. how many years they have still had a device it was that started at 64 gigs which i feel you know we'll talk about that in a second i still i feel we're already there with 128 but i digress yeah. the number of years we held on to 64 gigs that's what 60 hertz is now enough mm-hmm. that was yep. the one thing that missed for me but i'll get out of your way But yeah, and then the the
1: other meaningful, I mean, there was a brightness upgrade on the screen because of the OLED, so you're getting more brightness on the base-level phone as well, and they upgraded the camera, the main camera um, sensor. So it got the one from the main camera in the Pro, which is a 48-megapixel camera, which is you know one of those magic things where you can take a 48 megapixel picture if you choose to but most of the time you're still going to be taking a 12 megapixel picture but what it does is the quad pixeling it it, com- yeah. it combines four pixels into yeah. one pixel which means your sensor basically gets four times bigger and collects four times as much light it's so for much megapixel. light and yeah. it and it makes four better 12 megapixel pixel pictures, megapixels, megapixel (laughs) pictures, and um, and, and it it will make a meaningful change in, you know, those snapshots of your kids or any of that kind of stuff. Or if you're taking a 48 megapixel picture, it's going to let you crop in on it. Um, yep. you that know, zoom and they get, showed was kind of insane. I think yeah, it it's myself, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty meaningful the change in that phone. Like like you said, John, it's it's a it's a pro. It's an iPhone 14 Pro with one, repackaged with one. They yep. you, I think you lose the ultra wide. Is the one you lose? I, I believe think. so. So you're missing one camera, and you know, other than that, everything's exactly the same, and it's for half the price. So yeah. almost half the price. It's 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 a good deal on a, on a phone and yeah, everybody should, who's been waiting. Anybody who's got a 13 will be blown out of the water by the changes in this. one. I feel like I actually think, I think the
0: ultra wide is there. I believe it's actually the periscoping lens. It gives you the optical zoom. This drop. Maybe I, yeah. I I I believe I believe ultra wide is I didn't do my homework. But I believe ultra wide's present now across okay. the, 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 the whole thing. It's okay. It's the uh it's the it's, the, it's one that provides that, that true optical zoom yeah. that's that's present on the pro models that okay. we will talk about. Because there's More, a motion yeah. there as well. But yeah. So there was the one the one other change
1: that I didn't check on, which I because it never like I don't care, um <laughs> is um I think they changed the front camera too on oh, it. I, I haven't paid um, attention
0: to a front camera. Yeah, that and that's long. exactly
1: my problem too. I'm kind of like I, I remember they were talking about the front camera and I think my eyes just kind of gla- glazed over and yeah. was like okay, I don't want to
0: see my selfies nor does anyone else. No, exactly. So, so uh,
1: they may have they may have done something to upgrade the front, front camera too, but it's, you know, whatever.
2: Um and if you have the new watch, you can do the tapping to take the pictures and stuff as well.
1: Yep. I I right. Yes, yeah, so, because they they, they integrate. Them, yeah, and it does yeah. have the new U2 chip in this one as well. So combined with the two, the watch and the phone, you can do that precision finding that they were talking about where it will do the, you know, as you get closer, it'll start to point you in the exact it direction and
0: lead you right. And to they it. did show a potentially use. I did, Cause I did. I know I crapped on this pretty heavily a few minutes ago. Like again, I don't, I don't, I've never used it for this, but I could see it being valuable. They showed like a situation in their infomercial about integrating that with find my with find my friends. Mm-hmm. So right. it's like you're at an event together. Hey, I'm over by the popcorn stand. Where the heck is that? You can share your location, and then it'll go from the more like God view of there's their pin across town to okay, now it's actually it it, transi- yeah, it appears transition yards from to transition to this direction, then, yeah. right, and points you in that direction. Then get so device to device communication. I can see that being valuable, yeah. especially in those really dense environments. If it's not super driven by the need for like access to data, because even you know. 5G is a lie. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> where has when it has to be driven by data and GPS, that can be very, very difficult in those environments. So if it can transition once you get close enough for a handoff to actually use to de- device to yeah. device communications, that could have value in those dense find me environments yeah. for sure. I could see that helping out some folks. That that could that could be really yeah. helpful depending on the environment.
1: Um but yeah, I mean that was I mean, again, these announcements are well, very there, light there, there, there was that, one uh, more. Oh, was there? What was the... On the bottom of the phone? Oh, right. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> My favorite. <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Cody's right. doing backflips. the camera. Yeah,
1: I, I forgot that they did it on this one too. So yeah, the USB C. So finally, yes. finally. Yep. Europe Light forced up. their hand, and
0: then they acted yes. like it was a good idea all along. So
2: <laughs> yeah, we knew they would do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: They, they they I could have pre written. The piece, word for word, that they used because it was so very Apple. I I
2: messaged Eric because they were like explaining what USB C is. I was like, I don't need to know this. I already.
0: Yeah, we're like, don't USB explain to me. (laughs) I have seventy (laughs) four devices at my house already. They've been using this since twenty thirteen. Stop it. Yes, Mm. all of my other decade old connector. (laughs) Um, and this will this will transition us well into the Pro though. So that the 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 fifteen non Pro, um. Got USB C. It is not USB three USB C, and we're going to get way into the weeds on what that means here in a second. The, right. At the end of the day, it means that port will will communicate at four hundred and eighty megabits a second. Mm-hmm. No slouch. That's not a bad. Okay. Let, let's just get out of the way. That's not the. This is stuff all the time that you know, The average user. Heck, the average user, and probably twenty percent of the people that are "quote unquote" power users are not going to notice that because, A, who is plugging in their phone? Most people who is plugging in their phone to transfer transfer files anymore. Probably. The answer is nobody yeah. <laughs> outside of the actual pro space. I do mean nobody. Mm-hmm. So USB-C, if you're in a pinch for charging, great. you your likelihood of having access to a quick charger to get some all important percents back on your battery. Great that's really what this is about for joe public that that mm. just is yep, yeah. it's about the, the likelihood of there being a compatible charger nearby and accessible to you quick psa please stop public plugging into public chargers just yeah, stop they it they're yeah. all hacked they're all yeah. they're all either injecting or siphoning just just stop it go buy a battery go buy a cable be happy with your life decisions mm. anyway um usbc across the iphone line um just a quick aside because it seems like as fine a place as anywhere else they also brought it to the charging case of the existing airpods pro 2. this is not a change to the airpods themselves it is very very similar to years back when they added wireless charging to the airpods case of the time but if you were me and bought the stupid thing when it first came out it didn't have wireless charging in it yet so mm-hmm. i got to wait a whole extra generation because it was one of those few situations where i dug my heels and said no i'm not rebuying something just for that yeah. um so if you happen to be in the market and if you really really want to be able to charge your airpods with a cable you can now do that over USB-C if you buy this version they still support wireless charging. As I think I said on the show last week, my AirPods have never seen anything but a wireless charger. So I don't think I'll be doing an upgrade yeah. cycle just for that. Yeah, um, I'm content with that being the last thing left in my arsenal that has a lightning port on it. Yeah, totally. I, I, just, I just am. So um, one other quick note on this portion of the iPhone lineup. So they do have the iPhone and the um and you know just the regular iphone 15 um the the large one they have they come in two sizes 6.1 6.7 inches um plus plus, thank you gone is the mini the mini is no more
1: yeah (laughs) Um, well they didn't have it last generation either i mean they they still sold it but it was the 13 yes so they never made a 14 mini
0: yeah the mini is now finally gone gone um Small phone lovers out there, I feel you, man. I I'd get it. Um, there just weren't enough of you. Yeah, um, I yeah. know you're I mean, a vocal I gotta, crowd. I gotta you gotta love, love my your kid phone. Yeah, it made yeah, more sense yeah, dozens. <laughs> yes, um, the, y- y'all really. I I know you're hurting right now, but just know foldables exist. <laughs> just not if you want not an iPhone. From Apple. But not from Apple. Oh, um, they will. They, they, yeah, good point. So well, that's when Apple the, finally invents a fold-
1: foldable phone you know for the masses we will finally get foldable phones. Yeah. That's true.
0: Much like USB-C, much like yep. they invented USB-C yeah. 8 years we've after ever seen a foldable. That that's right. Or it will sure sound that way. But um so the iPhone 15 to 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 cap that if you bought a 14 last year and you're in a position to be able to upgrade relatively frictionlessly, this would be a good, this, this is a good, up, you will get meaningful dynamic island. I don't know if we touched on that dynamic yep. island from the pros and like, really yeah. it is across the board, all the great things from the 14 pro that we've loved for the last year at a much more accessible price point, Um, cause that's retail. We all know how this is going to work. Carriers are going to be chucking these at people 60 days after launch. So, I mean, really, if, this, if you're in a position, but especially if you are on a 13 or older, it's a really meaningful. You're going to yeah. get a lot of things that you really just hadn't ever experienced on the iPhone at a really great price. Um, check it out. Really, really do recommend it. But on to the Pro and the Pro Max, because I feel like the wrap sheet of what changed here might be shorter mm-hmm. because they retained a lot of the features they already had yep. triple camera system but we're going to talk about that more here in a second um dynamic island was already there um yep. it's really ios 17 that's going to be more like the dynamic island means more now not because of the dynamic island itself because ios 17 is doing more with that dynamic island and developers are hopefully going to start doing more with the dynamic right. island so like uh, that's a software driven change. I think we have um, one of the
2: biggest possible changes for the iPhone with with the with the Pro Max, which you were probably about to mention. Uh, the, yeah, the big feature on it, I think, could either be, I think it's a turning point, like we were saying with the three and the four on like what how that could be,
0: is go. it it really could be. I, I'm gonna I'll build up to that. So we talked about you know still triple camera system, some changes there, USB C here as well, but is is powered by a quote unquote for them new USB three controller. So getting more in the weeds than we normally get with numbers. As we mentioned, the iPhone 15 non-pro, 480 megs a second across that port. The pro is pushing 10 gigs a second. So 10,000, 480 compared to 10,000 to put in real people numbers. Um, That is a dramatic change. If you are in that huge minority that we were talking about earlier people that are actually transferring things off right. their phones over physical cables now we're talking about if that is a part of your daily workflow part of your daily life that is game changing oh yeah that is saving you actual time actual work actual effort it is so fast over a port um real quick minor aside the cable that comes in the box does not support the speed even with the pro <laughs> yeah apple's packing the same color matched braided cable in both boxes but it's only capable of so if you want to do the 10 gig speed you yeah. do have to buy a separate cable just quick psa yeah. um and then cody because i want to circle all the way back to that port and the cameras here in a second but cody you're right the other thing is for the first time ever with i should let me back all the way up the apple watch ultra launched last year and was one of the very first things that I talked about with it with a with Apple's first titanium chassis device was the Apple Watch Ultra and the same with the Ultra 2 this year. Um titanium chassis device now the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max are their first and according to the industry's first titanium chassis smartphone.
1: Right. And um I I want to get in on it a little bit because They're doing a little bit of Apple magic with the wording. Uh huh. Because it's not a solid titanium piece. Correct. It is is an aluminum chassis that they have bonded a layer or layers of titanium to using some sort of buzzword, you know, process that. It is not a
0: singular machined piece of titanium because this device would be like $3,000. Right. Um, That would be a lot of titanium expensive. That would be very expensive. But I mean, it it, it adds... You know, it makes it lighter.
1: It makes it disperse heat better. It does a lot of the things that get a lot yep. of the benefits by adding some of
0: that in there. Those layers. Yep. So, so. so hands hands on feedback is the device is noticeably lighter when you pick it up, which again echoes exactly what my first thoughts were when I got the when I got the Apple Watch Ultra. When mm-hmm. I first saw the size, I'm like, what did I do to myself? And then you pick it up and you're like, oh wait a minute, like it's not that heavy. This, yeah. this this is suddenly okay. Um. So weight, meaningful durability that's that's going to be a thing um fingerprint fingerprint magnet you know it (laughs) there's no getting away from that guys um but another thing i think is going to be a small thing that could be a bigger thing for people that notice these things and i'm one of them is the bezel they were able to machine down the actual walls of the display more um to make the screen sizes are identical to last year 6.1 and 6.7 and identical to the iphone 15 beneath it 6.1 6.7 um but it looks in the hand bigger because those walls are smaller. They would have Mm -hmm. machine it more tightly and create more room inside the device as well. So, um, it remains to be seen. I think the titanium piece is gonna be one of those where, cause you're right, Eric, it is not pound for pound pun, very much intended. The same process that they're using with the ultra. I will tell you the ultra is a beast. Mm -hmm. I, work with my hands a lot and this thing does not show the first scratch or scuff for it and that was always my complaint with my apple watches is it would frustrate 11.1 months into ownership i'd be ready for a new one because i couldn't stare at what i'd done to the poor thing already after barely a year of usage and Almost through the day a year into this one, nothing to be seen. I know I'm gonna shatter the screen today because I just <laughs> said that. But you know how that goes stuff on it either
1: and I, I knock it against yeah. stuff all the time. All so, the time.
0: Yeah. So if any semblance of that comes to the phone, that could be a big deal. Um if anybody actually uses their phone without a case without a case and that's the <laughs> other thing and, and we talked about this eric some last week if they could do something about these freaking camera bumps we're finally getting to the point where i almost would be tempted to use my like if i knew i was going somewhere in a harsher environment I'd throw a case on it but my day-to-day very cushy office life i would be tempted to carry my phone around without a case it's not even about the durability especially with the titanium component there it's the I need the case to level the phone out because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your phone stands at a triangle right now when you set it down on a, on a yep. desk because of the camera bump. But anyway, um, so we've got the titanium, uh, Eric coming full circle though, to the camera system. Yeah. Again, I want to nod it back to you because of the numbers here that are so much better for you. Um, sure. To talk about and the impact of those though, because you were describing to me in some really weird, really clear ways about the port. Sure, yeah. So the, the camera, the camera, and that yeah. USB C port it's, together, I think, are more meaningful than the than the sum total of their parts.
1: Yeah, it's it's everything that they put together. So they're they're essentially creating a. They're really leaning heavily into the fact that so many people use their iPhones to shoot video, so you can now with this um, 10 gig transfer speed, you can now plug in an external drive to your phone and record directly to the external drive. And in doing so record at a higher speed. So you can actually get four K 60 frame a second video from your phone recording directly to an external drive, which, you know, some people will do for slow motion. Most people are going to be shooting at 24 frames a second anyway, but when they're shooting, you know, cinematic video, but they can output it right to a drive, which is great. Go, you go get a, Go get the base model, 256, and record right. 4K ProRes at 60 frames a second to an external drive. Never worry about filling up your phone. Um, and they've now put, they've got the three lenses on there you can use. You've got the ultra-wide lens, you know, you, you like the standard lens. And then they also now have this periscope lens that gives you a five-time optical zoom. Um, on the max on the max out to 120 millimeter focal length so it goes from like a 35 to 120 millimeter focal length which covers a huge span of what you're what you would be shooting at shooting situation cinema wise and then of Mm -hmm. course there's always third-party lenses like moment and things like that that you can add on there i've got a 2x telephoto lens that i could put on top of that camera and suddenly i have a 240 millimeter zoom optical zoom on the on the thing and you know There's a lot you can do with it and the recording um, directly to the external at 60 frames a second. But also one of the big things for me being the film geek that I am is you you can they now have time coding embedded on the video. Yeah,
2: very nice. So
1: and you've got time coding edited on the video and they also um, support log recording, which is basically if you look at log recording, you go, "Oh, that looks terrible. It basically makes everything like very even and flat in color tone um, so that you can color grade it after the fact in your professional programs, like they do for film, uh, like high end films. So you can go in there and color grade it because that way, if you're shooting multiple shots over multiple days in different lighting conditions and you shoot everything in log, it's easier to match your footage, um, adjusting your color. So everything looks consistent. Like it was all shot at the same time. And they're actually, yeah. it supports the Academy color encoding system, which is the industry standard for filmmakers from an yeah. iPhone. So That's you can awesome. now, you can now go to the store as a filmmaker and buy three iPhones, three of the base level iPhones and get some external drives and for the love of God, some SETI cans and set up a three camera shoot for like a sitcom shoot or documentaries or whatever you're shooting. You can set up three cameras time coded to external drives, bring them all in on your Mac MacBook Pro with the time coding and do a multicam edit like professional multicam edit on your like end to end on Apple products and get a professional result that's for for people who do that for people who make these films all 12 of them that's extremely meaningful <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah, it, that's, it's that's awesome. it's huge it's really cool what you'll be able to do with it even joe joe public who gets this phone can go out to their you know kids recital or whatever yeah. and film cinematic 4k footage that looks professional and you know of these people, important people moments. like me who yeah. like to tinker with yep. that stuff i'm not out shooting a big budget film but i'll go out with my kid and we'll run around and play games and he'll dress up and play pretend and things like that and i can make cinematic footage and bring it back and throw it on my mac and edit and color code and make it look really really cool end to end on devices that i already have in my pocket and you know in well, my house and, which is pretty cool and,
0: er- and eric you made you made a, a- reference area, because we make that joke all the time about the, the 12 people, they're gonna use yeah. it that way. But I will say, to Apple's credit, and it's also part of their sales and marketing machine, sure. don't mishear me, but that has been baked into the DNA of their offering for all time, mm-hmm. has been putting creative tools in the hands of people so they can go out and use them. And I still think, when you talk about like, be able to do synchronized video, like time code synchronized video yeah. across multiple cameras, putting that in people's hands, on devices that they never would have had access to. Right. Step back just a few years, the the hill you had to cross budget-wise to get that kind of equipment in people's hands was insurmountable for so many. And mm-hmm. now not saying these are cheap devices because they're not, but comparatively speaking, yeah, I think about the, you know, the college kid who, you know, who, who doesn't want to go the studio route and just wants to get out there and make their first movie make their first film oh yeah access to this kind of stuff changes that whole equation Absolutely and the ability does. to do that, and I, I just, I do believe, like, they're, 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 there's a part of me that maybe naively believes that someone someday is going to be making the next big thing that we're all going to be excited to see, and they only got to make it because of something they got to do first with sure. devices like these. Well, here, That's this is, what it's all is about. The, I'll put it
1: in perspective. If it was made today, and this is you know for us olds in the room, and you guys sure. have probably heard of it too, but if if, if this movie were made today, it would have been shot on an iPhone. The Blair Witch Project was an you're enormous right. oh, yeah. movie yeah. that yep. everybody loved. And it was run and gun shot on film, found yep. video, on yeah. found footage, all that kind of stuff. And they edited together a very traditional way using film and video and stock and all that kind of stuff. That would have been end-to-end shot on an iPhone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. you're right. That's a good
1: point. So there, there is going to be some wonder kid out there who's yep. in college who's going to make some the next like low budget explosion of a movie out there that people are going to watch and, and go crazy over and it's all going to be shot on phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's meaningful. It really is. And, and that, that zoom camera is great for film, but that's great for Joe public too. On the, on the, it is. Like that's one of the biggest problems on a phone, like as a parent who's going and trying to zoom in on your kid when they're on stage with the rest of their class yeah, singing. And it's Christmas a suddenly play, a pixel bar and it looks yeah. terrible. I can now zoom into 120 millimeters, which means if I'm halfway up in that auditorium to the front row, I can zoom in on my kid's face optically and yep. get a clear, beautiful shot that I would have never been able to get otherwise. That and it's going to be meaningful for people out there just shooting regular everyday video too. So with
0: what we're told, again, this, this is referencing back to that joke earlier in the episode. Um we have to get hands-on for this, of course, yep. that they've made some pretty meaningful upgrades to the image stabilization. Like this yeah. to, the, everything is allegedly the best they've ever done, but they, right. they made a point to say the best image stabilization they've yet pulled off in some of these yeah. cameras.
1: I mean, with so. with what they're doing with the image signal processing and everything it would surprise me if they didn't do drastic improvements on that. Cause every day that stuff's getting better on all getting devices better. and yeah. you yep. know, they, they overscan on those chips that, you know, the sensors, so they can, they've got room to move around as you wiggle it, it moves around on the sensor and steadies it for you. And I mean, yep. you look at GoPros and things like that, what those things can do now with those tiny itty bitty yeah. sensors in a GoPro, they're going to be able to do some pretty meaningful stuff on the iPhone too. So, yep. well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> that was the event.
0: And, and so it, it was not, you guys, it was not the densest event of announcements, but I yeah. truly do believe, we've said this about a few of uh, Samsung, Like there have been multiple events in the last year that we've said some version of this. The quantity of things announced was not anywhere close to the most we've ever seen in any one of these events. But the things themselves, I continue to see a through line of so many of these this whole category has reached maturity we've talked about that concept we are in the we're in a mature moment of the smartphone space especially and really the watch space too has reached at least on apple side has reached a very specific level of maturity where the crazy features that everyone's been clamoring for they're all there you know what I mean? Right. They're, 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 mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're already in the device. So the the making them that little bit better, the adding the, the more fringe features, those may not be headline worthy the way that others were, but they're going to be meaningfully impactful to the people that use these devices every single day. Yep. What I said earlier about a brighter screen on a watch is just a number on a page, but it also means that devices became more useful in more scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing all those... Formerly pro features down to the regular iPhone means that a far larger percentage of the smartphone using populace is going to have access to those features and going to get the benefits of all those things. Yeah. And then the pro level features come to these new devices are putting actually meaningful professional like the the, the pro might actually be the most pro facing yep. It, I think that word means something in this device specifically, sure. more so than almost any device that Apple has thrown pro on in recent memory.
1: Yeah, there are more
0: features present here that weren't there before that actually you are going to mean something to professionals that use these devices yep. in that way every single day. That in and of itself is meaningful. So I think that, that through line of... They're not the earth shattering changes that we've come to expect because the smartphone space matured so comparatively quickly to other ones. Mm -hmm. But now we're in a place where the things that do happen are going to carry that tangible every single day impact. That's not to be underplayed either. There's a lot to be had there. And um, I also wanted to, you know, make the point too. let's also all remember that it wasn't that many years ago that the banner feature of the announcement was we got copy paste. (laughs) Right. Yeah. True. So in a world where copy paste was the marquee feature (laughs) of an announcement, bringing 10 gigabit transfers over a USB-C port or those kind of pro level features to to an iPhone or formally pro level features down to a mass market device that, you know, so many people in the world are going to be able to get access to that's still pretty cool the space is yeah. still interesting it's it is different than it was 10 years ago when all these things were so fresh and new but i don't know if i'm quite willing to you know echo what i've heard some other the people say well, well now it's just got boring right i don't know man i'm yeah. still excited to pick up too. these devices and yeah. see what they're going to do for people out there in the real world the one thing i did want to make sure we did echo though apple did a pretty good job of keeping pricing consistent across the board um both watches price same Same as their predecessor. The iPhone, same prices across the board as their predecessors. There was, except with one exception that we're going to note on, there'd been a lot of chatter about Apple potentially raising prices. We knew almost for certain there were going to be price adjustments. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of conflicting data about where and how much. And really what we got, what we walked away with is there was one price change that- Wasn't a price change? Wasn't a price change. (laughs) It it, It is summed up this way. Is at the pro level. If you want to get an iPhone 15 Pro, you can enter that space for the same $999 that you were able to last year by getting the non-max, just the regular iPhone 15 Pro. The difference is with the 14, you are then able to step up to the iPhone 14 Pro Max at 128 gigabytes of storage for $100 extra at 1099. The price point has not changed the offering has changed. There is no longer a 128 gigabyte option. The Pro Max now starts at 256 gigabytes for 1199, which is dollar for dollar, the same you spent last year for that 256 model. The device just no longer starts at 1099 because the storage option no longer exists. So yeah don't there's, know any there's other there's way still to collecting that one storage one.
1: premium but it is Ooh, yeah. are they before, ever before let's you know so we can end on it i'll drop the last bombshell here just because we forgot to touch on it the processor in the iphone pro yes. is a new processor the yep. 17 and they finally got rid of the freaking bionic badge it is now the a17 pro, pro. thank the lord yeah. and it is <laughs> it is the it is the first three nanometer chip
0: yeah, you're right. Wow. Yeah, so, we, we suck. Um, you are correct. That, so that, 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 that is, is, is industry-level big news. That's yeah, a very good point. And,
1: and, you know, because Apple bought basically every three-nanometer chip that, you know, the, <laughs> could the foundry be produced. could put out. So, yes. yeah. So they're, they're, they're going in everything. But this is just the first place we're yep. going to see it, which is going to bring meaningful battery life and meaningful performance. Bumps. Performance. And, and thank God they got rid of the bionic. The bionic batch. name. I'm yeah. Just,
0: well, and, and the bombshell I will end it on is, remember too, the existence of that chip in an iPhone means we're now, the countdown has started to we start seeing chips on that process, not yep. only in regular iPhones, but in Macs, yep. because there is a, there is now a generation of M processors that will be coming
1: yep.
0: that Based will be on built on that three nanometer, nanometer process. Yep. And that's going to be an even bigger deal in that space. Oh yeah, well, So
1: I'm excited to talk about that when it happens, likely October Maybe November. I don't know. We'll see when they do the announcement.
0: Uh,
2: iOS yep. 17 drops on the 18th.
0: It yep. does. Yep. Which yep. And, and, and I and, know and, we didn't spend any time talking about the software only because exactly. we. I know we talked about it a lot around WWDC. Yep. We spent several months hands-on within the beta phase. We will be doing a circle back on both the hardware and the iOS software once we have both in hands and once we survive some of these additional upcoming uh, tech events over the yes. coming five weeks. Yes. The gauntlet starts now. The gauntlet. <laughs> Well, on that scheduling bombshell, I yes. should have said then. Uh, anything else you guys have to wrap us up? Oh, no, that's it. All right. Well, again, pre-orders for the watches started yesterday, actually. So sorry if you're listening to this, you're already late. Um, if you are listening to this before Friday, um, you can get your iPhone pre-orders in starting 8 a.m. Eastern time on Friday, uh, the 15th. A uh, very quick turnaround for that this year. And then also a quick comparative turnaround for delivery. If you get those iPhone pre-orders in early enough this Friday, allegedly, um, you will see them start dropping just one week later on sep- fri- uh, se- Friday, September the 22nd. Yeah, so that's one pretty, that's week a big turnaround. later. That's yeah. cool. it, it is. And I don't know if that turnaround means they are just that Tim Cookified and ready to go or do they just have that few ready to ship, and we could be seeing some pretty quick shipping delays? You never know. I mean, yeah. obviously, the, the the Tim Cook era of Apple has been really heralded by absolute logistical prowess. I mean, again, credit where it's due. They move product, and it's what he it is one of his superpowers. That said, there has been talks, especially the Pro and the especially the Pro Max levels, about maybe yeah. some yield issues. Right. Um, so it could just be there's only ten going to be available. No, I'm <laughs> but um, yeah, if you're if you're Chomping at the bit, um, definitely be ready to get those pre-orders in early would be my my guess. So, all right, right, well, on that, I think we will uh, wrap it up, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Later. Later.